All right, we're back. It's a little cold in your room. It's, not, I not mean, it's really not that cold. <laughs> it's, I've felt warmer in my life. I have never, I'm always the one that's cold. How are you colder than I me? I don't know. It's weird, but it's I weird. I guess you've become a little bitch. Wow. <laughs> I'm just saying that's kind of what must have happened. You went to Big Bear and became a little bitch. Wow. 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 It's funny. When I was in Big Bear, they yes. were all just like, oh, it's so hot. It's so, like, I guess, like, all my friends just, like, run warm. And I'm mm. just like, I feel fine. <laughs> wow. Except my one, the one, the one I wasn't with that many people, guys. So oh, don't worry. But, sounds like <laughs> well, I'm like um, this is starting to sound like I was have been with a million people. No, it was just a couple of us. Mm. But two friends are like, I'm sweltering, I'm sweltering, and like one other person was like, I'm freezing, I'm freezing, and I was the only one that was like, that was okay. I feel fine. Like y'all fight amongst yourselves. Well, whatever. What happened with the temperature to go up to go down? Did it stay the same? What happened? Uh, it was a passive aggressive fight over the thermostat for the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. The friend, <laughs> the friend that was always cold, like, would get up in the middle of the night and turn it. Oh my god. Which of course infuriated the, the two Christ. friends who were always hot. <laughs> and I slept like a baby. I mean, I bet. I bet. <laughs> It didn't make a difference to you. Oh my god. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Two Gay Mats Podcast. It's Matt Palmer. It's Matt Steele. And we're back again another week. I know, and we are so thankful. Oh, we've been so thankful this past week, yes. especially the yes. Thursday of it we, all. We are the first Kelly Clarkson album. <laughs> yes, yes, we have those streaks in our hair at the moment. Oh, those represent. chunky streaks with the, the uh with the sweater with the long wrists. Yes. Well, it was 2002 it was, was a 2002. different time. It was so cool. <laughs> it was and it was like, time. of course I'm buying this album. <laughs> she is our American idol. It was so funny because that album was like, oh yes, American Idol album. Yes, this is cute. Yes, it has some moments. And then Breakaway comes on and you're like, wait. Oh, she's a real, like a real thing. She's a real thing. thing. It's like, wow. I know. But you can't forget the thankful of it all. You can't forget the trajectory. You can't just start with Since You've Been Gone. If you didn't love me at my The Trouble With Love Is. Don't love me now. Am I since you've been gone? <laughs> uh, that's a, that's a beautiful way of thinking. That's how I feel. Yeah. Matt Steele, mm-hmm. how was your week? My week was fun. Yes, I, look at you doing something. I left LA for the first time oh, since wow. January. Guys. You did it. I know. I went to Big Bear with just a couple friends. Mm. Uh, we all got like tested like a few mm. days before, and then like stayed in our apartments <laughs> for like the days when we yeah, after the test yes. and everything. And um, then we drove up to Big Bear, which is like two hours away yep. um, it's just up in a mountain and it's very cold we right. like watched the temperature like fall mm, um, but it was not snowing it did not it, snow it did not snow okay. there were like chunks of snow that you could tell were like weeks old that just haven't melted yet mm. um, but it was not snowing while I was there Okay. and regardless I didn't go outside of course not. I stayed inside they all woke up early went on their runs and everything oh. it was like Ugh, wow. oh my gosh worse I me. mean a vacation run in the cold disgusting that's I a know. lot They will, and they would always wake up so early it's I think mm. people who just love waking up early are so fucking weird I mean some people <laughs> don't love it but you also stay up until like you know all hours of the night I didn't stay up so I, I went to bed at like one o'clock uh, both nights I was gone and what time did you wake up like 9 30 oh well, how early are they waking up oh they were waking up at like six no yes. on a vacation yes they're doing it wrong what time are they going to bed oh like the same time as me that's not. But they're the type of people who like they just when they wake up they're up and it's like I've never been like that <laughs> ever. I mean I'm like that a little bit, but I'm not waking up 
before my eight hours. Like I'm not going to yes. be hopping out of bed at 6 a.m. if I've gone to bed at 1 a.m. Like, no. Yeah, they're freaks. That's crazy. They don't listen to this podcast. Well, so whatever. <laughs> we can talk trash about them. Well, fuck them. They're freaks. Fuck they're them. all freaks. I know. No, we love them. We're we so do. Good. But no, we had a nice Thanksgiving. Yes. I made Brussels sprouts. Mm. They were very successful. I That's got a great. wonderful little recipe from my friend Amanda. Look at she you. Has a little cooking blog. And I'm like, Amanda, did you have a recipe for Brussels sprouts? And so. I guess your little chef. Little I made chat. the Brussels sprouts. What else did I bring? Nothing in Mm, you brought yeah. you brought some sodas. You I brought, brought a Coke Zero. I brought a Coke Zero yes. that you brought home for me. I did. I ran into Matt Palmer at the grocery store as I was buying my friend's yes. Coke Zero. And I was like, who is this child that's standing very closely behind me as I'm trying to get my egg whites? I know. I was like creepily trying to like uh like like bump into him <laughs> and like it'd be like, oh, he'll notice me and he'll be like, oh, Matt, steal your hair. Cause Matt Palmer's, he drives to the grocery store and of I course. walk to the grocery store. And so, I, and so it took you a while to notice that. I just thought me. there was someone close behind me. I'm like, I wish they would move. And like, you, I'm trying to and get you out of the way. And you didn't want to like acknowledge that no, you saw them. this is how I'm <laughs> absolutely like that. Per, I'm That's that person. how I would be in a grocery store. If someone's too close, I'll give them some space and ignore them. Yeah. But and, like, and so when Matt Palmer finally did notice me, I was yes. like, oh, while you're here and you have a car, uh, my friend Fernando wants me to pick up a Coke Zero for mm. him. And you have a trunk and I'm just walking. I to the mean, but store, didn't so. you make the choice to walk to the grocery store? You could yeah. have driven yourself and no. then gotten the Coke back. I don't like driving to the grocery store. I like walk, get my, my steps in. Okay. <laughs> How was your week? What you do? My week was good. It was um, very low key. I um, watched a, a binge to television show on Thursday, which we'll talk about a bit later. Oh, but uh, I also spent um, the afternoon with Jackson. He had an outdoor moment with his family for Thanksgiving. And I was like, well, since the numbers are surging, I'm just going to stay put. Tell them hi for me. Lovely. But then Jackson came back and we uh, hung out for the weekend. And then I just went over and saw Janie today. So we're I'm paring it down to just Jackson, Janie and you. Those are the only people I'm seeing. Um I mean, sometimes, I'm honored. Thank yes, you. Yes, I mean, I have no choice. <laughs> but you definitely would make the list otherwise. I'm maybe. That's um, very sweet. Of it's you. very sweet. Yeah. So I'm. I just feel like I've looked at the numbers too closely, and I'm just like, this surge is not a joke. Like, yeah. and so I'm just like trying to be as cautious as possible. Like, if someone would love like an outdoor, socially distanced, masked hang, like sure. But like, I don't think anything's really worth it. Like, I'm not going home for Christmas, mm-hmm. so I can make any other sacrifice to get us around the river bend to those vaccines. That's all I need. So I'm not trying to fuck it up between now and then. I know. We're, not. I'm praying for December 10th. So that December 11th, they could start injecting those people that need yes, to be injected. And exactly. once they're injected. I will be injected. <laughs> exactly. And then that's the thing is they're going to make sure that that first round of people does well because they're the frontline workers and the elderly. And so by the time it gets to us, we'll be like have a group of people who they really want to keep alive. <laughs> and then we'll know that there are no side effects, hypo, you know, knock on wood. And then we'll get them and all will be well. All will be well. All will be well. I, th- I just I just need us to be getting close to this. And I feel like yes. we are, but I just yes. need, I want December 11th to roll on. I want the FDA to approve it and just, then we can be well. Then we, we can, can be, be well. well. And then there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. Yes. We we're getting close to we it. We can live our lives the way they were meant to be lived. Right. Remember when we used to live? Yeah. And I wonder, I, I look at like pictures of myself and I'm like, I don't think I've aged too poorly since the pandemic began. No, I think we both look the same. Yes. Like, I mean, we, we, we film, film something like once a week and we look at it. It's like, yeah, that's us. It's like, like yeah. it's not like crazy. We don't look, you know, bonks. So. You know what that is? 
Sleep. Hey, you're welcome. It's that sleep. You know, tell your big bear roommates that yes. if they want to look like us every day. I will never get up early ever again. I mean, why would you? No. Oh, I'm getting up early tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, broke that promise pretty yeah, quick. Yeah, I have an appointment. I have a doctor's appointment. Oh, oh, okay. Why did so I do that to myself? You have to go to, wait, physically, like in person or Zoom, doctor? Uh, physical. Well, it's a, yeah. it's a, because I, I went to an orthodontist to get a new retainer mm. for my mouth. So like tomorrow I have to like go and like get the retainer. Got it. So. Okay. Because my retainer that I have now is um, I've had since 2006. Wow. And since I got this new insurance, I was like, well, let's get a new retainer. Let's get a new retainer. It's All right. Time. It's time. Because I and, and I showed it to the orthodontist and he's like, you haven't lost or broken <laughs> this retainer in 14 years. Congratulations. That literally never happens. And I'm like, well, what can I say? I'm an icon. I mean, I'm glad your dentist knows you're an icon based on yourself. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so wait, are we ready to jump into some news for idiots? Let's jump in. What's what's happening in the news? Well, the Grammy nominations came out this oh, week. Oh, they did, didn't they? That was this week. And no one's taking it harder than the weekend. I mean, understandably. And the thing is, I, I'm not a The Weeknd fan. I have not pulled any punches about the fact that I think He's doing a poor Michael Jackson impression. But there's no arguing that Blinding Lights was the biggest record of that year and that that album was a huge deal. And the fact that it got completely snubbed is wild. The fact that it was completely snubbed is unbelievable. Wild because I said in the previous podcast or whatever, two previous ones, that mm. there's always like a big album that pundits are talking about yes. that, oh, that are like, this is going to win, this is going to win, this is the front runner. And it gets snubbed in the album of the year. And that happened to fetch the bolt cutters. Yes. Because it was very much the weekend versus Fiona Apple as like the top two contenders for album of the year. And that mm -hmm. happened to fetch the bolt cutters, like, but it fetch the bolt cutters still got some nominations in other categories. Yeah. The fact that the weekend got completely it's shut out crazy. is like really shocking. It just feels like there's something going on behind the scenes. According to TMZ, apparently there was some back and forth between um the people who do the Super Bowl and the people who do the Grammys, and they were like, Oh, if he performs at the Super Bowl, like the Grammys needs to be an exclusive performance for the entire month and if he performs at the Super Bowl it won't be exclusive blah 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 so uh, the weekend and the people at TMZ believe the reason he got shut out was because of this Super Bowl halftime performance that's fucking which nuts. is insane that's which is nuts. insane that's like a love a level of politics and entertainment that like I cannot fathom it's just like, like the Grammys have been so crooked for so long and I feel like it's finally going to come up like that this year with the craziness of these nominations and like the highlight being of course the weekend snubbery I feel like there's going to be a big change of people involved in the Grammys going yeah. forward because it's just crazy the Grammy nominations this year were very strange and like they every no year sense. every year there's always like oh this person should have gotten nominated this person and it and you know we're not saying that they're strange just because a few of our favorites like didn't get nominations right. or didn't get the nominations I didn't we like the weekend <laughs> 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 exactly. So you exactly. are like you are giving your non unbiased. Yeah. Um, th these were particularly strange yes. Grammy nominations. Like Beyonce is the le leading artist with nine total nominations uh, with Black Parade getting uh, nominated for Record of the Year, Song of the Year, Best R&B Performance and Best R&B Song. And also her collaboration, The Savage Remix with Megan Thee Stallion got several nominations. Best Music Video for Brown Skin Girl and Best Music Film for Black is King. And we love all of those, but oh, it's like. Iconic. She didn't even put on an album. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's just the amount of nominations. And obviously, Black is King should win Best Music Film and Brown Skin Girl should win Best Music Video. But, like, remember when all those songs came out a year prior and y'all, like, 
fucking ignored them like i don't know like uh, i mean it did get a best pop uh, vocal album that's true that's true but like it deserved but, more you know i mean, I mean we can that, talk about that the was gift. an fucking incredible <laughs> it album really was um yeah i i think it's just so heartbreaking that um like rena sawayama did not mm-hmm. get for best new artist the fact that gaslighter i know did not get a single nomination. not one those not are just one I mean, they're my top two albums of the year, I, so it's devastating. I just, I mean, obviously, I had my reservations about Rena just not being big enough for the Grammys, and I'm sad that that came true. I thought they'd give the chick something, just because of their Grammy history and because of how strong this album is. Like, It's fucking amazing. Right, and even though it wasn't like a blockbuster hit, it's like, you heard this album, You right? heard My Best Friend's Weddings. Oh you heard that song. You've that heard is, Young Man. You've heard Juliana. Mm, Calm down. I mean, I, did I tell you I named my iPad Juliana after the song? Cute. <laughs> Thank you. Because okay. you, you can like name all your devices. And so I've been naming the devices and the hard drives after like pop music I really love. So. That's really fun. I know. And so really whenever great. like your iPad is like going wonky, you could be like, Juliana, Juliana calm down. Calm down. <laughs> exactly that. But yes, yeah, so Justice for the Chicks, uh, Taylor Swift, Dua Lipa, and Roddy Rich also got six nominations. Uh, as far as the nominations, some of the big ones. Record of the Year nominees, Black Parade, Beyonce, Colors, Black Pumas. Who are the Black Pumas? I kept saying that when reading I don't know, but congratulations. Congratulations to them. Them. Apparently, the Grammys will listen to albums that aren't huge blockbusters, just not by the chicks. Ugh. <sighs> Rockstar, The Baby featuring Roddy Rich, Say So, Doja Cat, Everything I Wanted, Billie Eilish, Don't Start Now, Dua Lipa, Circles, Post Malone, Savage, Megan The Stallion featuring Beyonce. Who do you think should win Record of the Year? I have no fucking clue. <laughs> like, I, I truly, I truly do not know what will win Record of the Year right. out of this whole bunch. Because I, if you were to ask me what would be nominated for Record of the Year, like, three weeks ago, I would have given you a completely different right. list. Right, that's the thing. It's very surprising. I could, I, I ooh, I'm kind of, I, I, the thing is Say So was a huge hit and, like, Doja Cat was a big thing, but, like, I never want to give Dr. Luke a Grammy. Mm-hmm. If he get, if Say So wins, Dr. Luke will get a Grammy and fuck that. No, I will not. So, Circles was a giant hit. I could see, I mean, I would be for that. Don't start, and honestly, if Dua Lipa swept, I'd be thrilled. That'd be cool. That would be cool. I'd be happy about it. So I'm going to... Or the the thing is also, um, because of everything happening this year, I could see something like Black Parade... Yes. Like winning like record or song of the year. Yes. Like one of those just because, you know, it's it's such a moment. Absolutely. Um, what a and, great song. Too. Yeah, oh, and, and, the, and the song is excellent, the song is excellent. And, and definitely would not be a bad like would be a good winner. No way. Um, so I could see I could see Black Parade, especially because the last time Beyonce ha- was nominated for a lot of stuff. It was <laughs> it was the bad stuff happened. I and, mean, and but I so think, I feel like the Grammys could be like, oh, let's uh, fix that a little bit. The, but Formation won. A major did it? Didn't formation? No, no. In my head, I no. Won. Hello, won both record and song. Did it really? Yeah, I've already blocked it out in my head. I was like, oh no, formation must have won. No, no, beyond. No. Okay, well, anyways, <laughs> no, Beyonce just won or like best urban contemporary album. I can't believe Coldplay is nominated for album of the year. Who knew Coldplay put on an album? I didn't. I didn't. Um, Janae Eco's nominated. The Black Pumas, Jacob Collier, Heim for an album that like I heard wasn't their best. Like people who love Heim were like this of the three of their albums is not my favorite. Dua Lipa, Future Nostalgia, Hollywood's Bleeding, Post Malone, and Folklore Taylor Swift. Um, which of those albums would you like to win album of the year? I mean. It's a lot of albums I've never heard of. <laughs> so, so Same. I mean, Dua Lipa, just because out of the the two of those albums that I have heard. That's the one you prefer. Full, that's the one I prefer. I'm same, same. Uh, song of the year. Uh, what else? Well, let's just go to Best New Artist. Who are these people? Uh, Phoebe Bridgers. <laughs> uh, not that new. 
But, you know, Ingrid Andres, don't know her. Phoebe Bridgers, Chica is a great rapper. I know her. Noah Cyrus, my little sister, nominated. Cool. D Smoke, Doja Cat, K Tranda, who I don't also think is not that new, but is a gay black dance producer. So we love that for him. Hot. Uh, and Megan Thee Stallion, best new artist. Who do you think it's going to go to? I imagine it will go to Megan Thee Stallion. I think so too. Yes. She's so big. Yes, she's so big. Um, see, the thing is, I was like, oh, Rena's definitely going to be in here. So, like, maybe, like, Doja and Megan will, like, split the vote mm, or something. And it could go to Rena. And it could go to Rena. But then, of course, there's also Phoebe. There's also Phoebe, who's not, also, Phoebe. also not new. <laughs> but yeah. I, I would love that for her. Uh, I Chica, I would be happy with as well. But I just listened to Megan the, the Science album. I need to listen to it more closely. But she has a song that samples Jasmine Sullivan called Circles. And I'm like, if this isn't your next fucking... It's such a hit. How many it's, fucking songs are called Circles? <laughs> I mean, every song's called Circles. <laughs> oh Mariah, Post Malone, um, Megan Thee Stallion. But, you know, all three of those songs I like. So it it's all works like, out for me. If you have a song called Sober, it's going to be great. Exactly. Thank you, Selena Gomez and Kelly Clarkson. Um, so and I, Lord. And Lord, excuse me. Oh, my God. How dare you? I'm guys. sorry. Those are just the first two that came to mind. <sighs> Um, and then Justin Bieber also had like a an Instagram press release in which he was like, I don't know why I was nominated in the pop categories and not the R&B categories. I put on an R&B album. It's like, Justin, Yummy's awful. So you should yeah. be very happy it got nominated for anything. Yeah, you should sit there and just eat your food. Exactly. Because you are so lucky that song. Got- and it's like, <laughs> you can't throw Selena Gomez a nomination. Like, yeah. Rare's a great album. Yes. Lose You to Love Me was a big hit. Good song. Come I mean, on. We all know what song should be in there, and it's Excess. I mean, of <laughs> We all course, know Excess was the one robbed in that category. I'm, of course. Of but course. yeah, Rare's a very good album, too. Yes. Like, man, like of all the great music that I know. came out this year, and it's like, oh. <laughs> Although, I'm, I, to be fair, I have not heard most of these True. so they could be True. utterly brilliant, so... It was just hurtful to me. Yes. Uh, I was happy to see Harry Styles' Fine Line got a Best Pop Vocal Album nomination. I think that's very cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just excited to see what happens, but these were interesting nominations. Mm-hmm. Let's say. Song of the Year, I was happy that Julia Michaels' song got in. I, yes. I listened to that, and I'm like, oh, this is a lovely song. Oh, it's beautiful. I, I think this is And it was song. a hit. J- Her and J.P. Sachs, it's If the World Was Ending. I think that song is lovely. It was also in a gay movie that I liked last year called The Thing About Harry. Oh, I, I like that. I rewatched it recently. I was like, oh. That's that Julia Michaels J.P. Sack song that became a big hit. So cool. good for awesome. them. Yeah. So I guess we're just putting on our Dua shirts. I mean, we're going to put on our Dua shirts. And pretending yeah. like uh, Good in Bed is not on the album. <laughs> <laughs> so. I had already forgotten it existed. So um, there's not a lot of news this week. I warn you. But I mean, I, I, this is honestly was going to be one of my giving you giving you moments. But again, we have so few uh, news stories. Um, the Save by the Bell reboot came out Mm -hmm. and it's fucking hilarious I think it's excellent I really loved all 10 I believe episodes of it uh, which I binged on Thanksgiving the morning of and I think it's such a good mix of like okay obviously we're learning about new people and a new younger cast and there's basically what happens is Zach Morris is the governor of California Mm -hmm. and uh, for whatever reason all of these underfunded schools get closed and then the some kids from an underfunded school called Douglas High get sent to Bayside Mm -hmm. and like basically have to 
go there to school. And so it's seeing all these insane and Bayside's kind of exactly like it was in the original version of Saved by the Bell Mm -hmm. and like completely ridiculous and overfunded and just a crazy place for crazy white people to be. And so (laughs) uh, their own diner. Exactly. I'll go to. Exactly. So the Max is still there. And so but there are new uh, two leads, two ladies of color who are the leads in the show. And they're kind of like the eyes and ears of the audience as they traverse this incredible, insane new world. And it's about them meeting all these ridiculous people. And also, I didn't realize that Josie Toda, who is a trans actress who used to be on a show called Champions that Mindy Kaling uh, wrote and was also in the film Other People, I believe, uh, that was written by Chris Kelly, who's an SNL alum that I also really like. And it's about Molly Shannon getting cancer. It's very sad. But Mm -hmm. basically, she's an incredible actress. And this is the first um, role that I've seen her in, like post-transition. And she is both so gorgeous and so insanely funny. It's like, oh, my God, a superstar. I need her in everything. So, you know, justice for uh, for Josie. And um, but apparently people were unhappy about um, there's a moment. There's an episode in which there's arguments about Selena Gomez and her kidney transplant that I personally did not find offensive but if people found it offensive I respect their points of view um, basically there are jokes about like oh who gave Selena Gomez the kidney the, the plot of the episode is the all of the kids cell phones are taken away so they actually have to like interact with each other and the school goes to shit because of it basically everyone's arguing and you know things are on fire just because and they're oh. all making out in the halls because they're not able to like distract themselves with their phone and on Instagram and oh so like the thing that actually should happen in schools happens it does like, cell phones are taken away I, they are but then everything goes to shit because you know the kids are so obsessed and so they're just arguments about Selena Gomez and this kidney transplant which I don't think is making light of the fact that there was a kidney transplant it's like oh these kids are ridiculous seems like the joke to me yeah but apparently people were very upset and it uh I guess it people feel like it was a tacky reference and maybe it was but I I don't know. I just I wasn't offended by it in watching it. Okay. Personally I mean, for me. she got she got the transplant. She everything all turned yeah, out. Yeah, it all fine. turned out okay, but it was just basically like, oh no, it was from Demi Lovato. No, it was from uh Justin Bieber's mom. Like it was just like two kids having a dumb argument that was not based in fact. And I don't know. I felt like the point of the joke was like, oh, these kids are idiots, not like, oh, Selena Gomez is a dummy for getting a kidney transplant. You know, like <laughs> I don't feel like that was the joke. What a dummy. But, she got a kidney. I know, what a bitch. How I dare she? I, I didn't get that. But Peacock came out with a statement and apologized. Did they, really? they did. They apologized for the joke and have been in touch with Selena's team and is donating something to her foundation. So I guess everything smoothed over. But, you know, I, I understand if people are offended and, you know, I respect every point of view on that. But watch the show. It's great. <laughs> I imagine that Selena Gomez woke up and was just like, what? Right. Like, <laughs> why are people, are people mad about, about me? Um, I, but uh, I have not watched the Save by the Bell reboot. I mm, hear it's very funny. But yes. uh, I hear also hear that the Nolan twins from Big Brother 17 are on it. Are they? Yeah, I hear they make like a little thing. Oh, I, I don't know who that is. And I didn't don't remember seeing any twins. <laughs> <laughs> you watched Big Brother 17 with me. I have no, are they two they, they blonde were the girls? Yeah, they were blonde. Uh, Liz and Julia. Don't remember? Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking of two blonde Bachelor contestants who were twins. So I don't don't remember the Big Brother ones. But, you know, we love that for them. Congratulations. We love a cameo. Um, And speaking of our queen, Rina Sawayama, who was unfairly overlooked. Yes. She put out a new single this week. Yes. Produced by Blood Pop, who we love, called Lucid. And it's great. It's so fun. <laughs> it's so it's fun. It's so fun. And she's singing about girls. Yes. It's like hot. Yes. It's, I just, well, honestly, there's not much to say besides it's great. And it's like, very. if you liked Chromatica, you'll love Lucid. It's Blood Pop mm. did a lot of Chromatica and it kind of feels like in that vibe and that sound. And the song is great. And I'm glad that she's continually putting out music that 
is exciting and joyful and wonderful. So, so has she said anything about this being like the first single off of a new album? No, she's, she's just like putting out a deluxe edition of Sawayama oh, with a cool. few new tracks. And so this is one of those new tracks. Cool. Love so it. Keep we going. love that. Um, I found this weird. And the only reason I'm bringing it up is because Phoebe Bridgers had a funny tweet about it. Okay. Um, apparently Eric Clapton and Van Morrison collabed for an anti-lockdown song. I heard about it. Yes. This. It was called Stand and Deliver. Apparently. And then the first person I thought of was Phoebe Bridgers. And, and it was great. And she <laughs> tweeted something to the effect of like retweeting this story. I was like, I told you. <laughs> like, <laughs> We even like defend Eric Clapton in our Phoebe Bridges. Exactly. Like, We're, We're like, like, oh, that song is nice. <laughs> For those you don't know, there's a, a lyric in one of her songs on her album, uh, Prisoner, that's like we both uh, singing about her boyfriend at the time and how they both connected because they both hate the song Tears of Heaven. <laughs> and in our two game match review of the album, we're just like, who hates that song? That's I a know, great song. I know. It's like, well, she told us. She, did. she knew. Yep. Her tweet is told you so. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking incredible, incredible response. tweet. And, but also I'm like reading more about Eric Clapton and apparently he was like fully racist as well. And so it's like, Oh, well great. Fuck Eric Clapton. Now we know. <laughs> Eric, what the hell? The more Come you on. know. Um, and again, I'm sorry. It's a short, a short moment this week, but the lastly, the prom full trailer came up. Did you watch it? I did. How did you feel about Preferred it? Preferred the teaser. <laughs> But, you know, still a cute trailer. Hmm. Uh, the the embargo for reviews on the prom has been lifted. Really? like two hours ago. Really? What are people saying? They're saying, most of what I've read on Twitter are, it has a lot of energy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and gosh. And it's fun. Hmm. Um, some people I, on Twitter are saying that it seems like it's like trying a little too hard, mm. but like as someone who tries too hard myself, <laughs> I, I don't it. shame it or fault anyone for that. I, I don't fault it. I think, I think the way I'm going to make it through the prom is just thinking, okay, this is just, it's glee. It's like, I need to get in the glee mindset of like, this is, it's hearts in the right place. It's going to be cheesy. It's going to be a little after school special, but everyone it's do it, trying to do the right thing and push the culture in the right direction. And mm-hmm. so we love that. I will stomach the songs you know maybe some will affect me um maybe meryl's rapping and other songs is even better so we'll see i think she only raps in the one the one that we shall not mention thank god and this is the new one that they <laughs> wrote the for the one. okay well I, I mean i i know i'm gonna watch it and i'm gonna i mean i'm do i have to watch the grinch with matthew morrison no you don't okay. gotta watch that okay okay I, don't, I, we don't need I'm to not, do that i'm not in the mood for that i mean cool. i'm sure it'll be cute i mean but, but I, that's the thing is mariah's christmas special comes out this friday then at some point we're gonna watch the prom so we don't need to it's a lot morrison. that's a lot of it's a lot music. of stuff yeah and, and um, i have i have no issue against matthew morrison or the grinch or any of the above it's just i'm not <sighs> I'm, I'm probably not going to Yeah. Watch it. Well, hey, that was music to my ears. That is literally the Christmas gift that you gave me this year is not watching that. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's because that's all I wanted to hear is that we didn't have to watch that. Oh, yeah. What was like the one uh, live musical that I was like, we don't have to watch this. And you were like, oh, thank you. Oh, honestly, whenever I don't even remember. But whenever you say it, it's like a weight lifts off my shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> I did like the Wiz one, though. That was You're cute. welcome, Mary. And you liked Grease Live, which and I was I liked in. Grease Live, yes. I mean, Grease itself is not for me, but but you, you loved my performance as student number sixteen, the best student sixteen I've ever seen. I mean, fuck the nuance, but yes, the layers, the fucking layers. They were guys. shining through the television. Oh my god, oh my god. an actor. Me with my slicked hair. Yes, it was just shellacked. To yes, my head. it really was. There was. So much hairspray. Oof. God. 
when you wash that out in the shower, do you like see the gunk coming out of your hair? No, really. it's okay, it's okay. it washes away with the shampoo. Okay, I love yeah. that. I not that I've put gel in my hair recently, right? But, you know, when it has been gelled, when it has. For okay, purposes. Love that. Yeah. Okay, well, let's take a quick break. <laughs> we'll be back with more Two Game Mats podcast. True. I was telling Matt Palmer, I was like, well, the only email we really got this week was one telling us uh, to not watch Hillbilly Elegy. <laughs> and I was like, oh, too late. I already watched it. <laughs> Are you going to introduce the segment of the podcast? Oh, yeah. Well, they know this is Email My Heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer some questions that you guys might have. Um, you can be a part of Email My Heart if you email us at twogaymats at gmail.com. Yes. Uh, so this one is from Jake and it's aptly entitled Hillbilly Elegy. Yes. Um, hey, Matt, just want to say I've been watching slash listening to you all since your Sound of Music live video and have loved everything since. Also, thank you. Thank you. Also, Matt Steele, I'm pretty sure we have a mutual friend. Do you know uh, a Matt? Uh, I'm going not going to include the last name. Oh, that's you know, for privacy reasons. Yes. Say uh, Palmer. <laughs> not, it's not Matt Palmer. Oh. It's not Matt Steele. It's another Matt. Weird. In just my life. Never heard of him. Uh, <laughs> another Matt. He went to NYU for musical theater around the same time as you, I believe. And yes, Jake, I I know Matt very, very well. He was in my class at NYU. Love it. So uh, if you see him, Jake, tell him that I love him and I miss him and I hope he's doing well and to like text me and like say hey and like if he's in LA we'll hang out after we all get vaccinated yes um but Jake also says I just wanted to talk about hillbilly elegy because I know you were talking about being excited about it but as someone from Appalachia it is really damaging to the view that people have of us especially because of the author's comments about that this is everyone's life in my area and that this is the best representation of us which is so untrue did they Say that the director said that. I well the the I believe he's saying the writer. Oh, the said, writer said that the guy who wrote the book, mm. uh, JD Vance. Um, and Jake says that being said, I'm still going to watch this movie because of because of the actresses and their icons. Uh, but I wanted to give some good recommendations for good Appalachian representation. Dolly Parton's album My Tennessee Mountain Home. And her whole discography. <laughs> also, Dolly Mar- Dolly's movie about her younger years, Coat of Many Colors, which is interesting mm. because uh, another good friend of mine who me and Matt Dangler went to college with mm. is in that movie as well. Did you say um, his last name just now? Oops. Oh, God, I'll <laughs> edit it out. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, so it's a fun NYU connection that Jake mm. has to all of us. And also the musical Bright Star um, and Jake is three hours away from where Bright Star takes place. Bright Star is one of those musicals that like everyone loves, and I still have yet to listen to the cast recording. And I hear it's so wonderful. And we loved that Tony performance. We were all about that Tony performance. I remember that. And so, so I really have to like hunker down and and finally listen to it because everyone seems to love it. And so, can't wait to listen to it. Um, so yeah, Jake just wanted to give, uh, recommendations, uh, and hopes we give them a chance. Jake says, anyways, also stream Plastic Hearts and have a wonderful and safe holiday season. We're going to have a separate thing about Plastic Hearts, but I mean, if I can give a high level, I fucking love it. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love that album. Yeah. The title track. Yeah. Like there's so many songs I love, but yeah, there's one that I'm like, <gasps> Uh, I love. Oh God, me too. Wait, hold on. Don't spoil it. All oh, right, spoil I won't spoil. It. I won't spoil. No, we're gonna do like something new and special. We're, yes. we're gonna try to do something new and special. We are gonna do it. I believe we well, can. It could flop. No, I've never flopped. It's weird. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> well, anyway, Jake, I did watch Hillbilly Elegy. Like, um, you told me not to, uh, but uh, I have to say. Oh God, here we go. Are you gonna get? Are you gonna get Jake mad at us? No, I'm not okay. gonna get Jake mad at us. <laughs> 
it is not as horrible as the critics are making it seem. Is it not? It's it's genuinely not. Is it good? It is not as horrible <laughs> as the critics are making. Like they made it seem like it's the worst movie ever made, and it's it's not. The first hour, the first seventy minutes, mm. uh, could use some more tuning. Mm. <laughs> I thought the second half was pretty solid. Th- wait, how long is this movie? <laughs> oh, it's like an hour and fifty minutes. Oh, but yeah. you said the first seventy minutes. <laughs> so that's yeah, a lot. The okay. second, the second <laughs> half, I think is. Is quite uh, good. I liked the mm. second half. The second half is very Glenn heavy, and Glenn <laughs> Close, I have to say, is excellent. Her character reminded me a lot of my aunt Michael, who's okay. like really tough and okay. really cool. I mean, she's not from Appalachia or, or anything, I say Appalachia. Like, Appalachia. No. I say Appalachia. Okay, cool. Different strokes. Well, well, Jake, let us know who's yeah, correct. who's right. Um, I mean, I didn't know that the writer said, "Oh, this is what everyone's life is like in Appalachia." I. Just- I would hope Crazy that to say. Yeah, I would hope that most people would watch the movie and uh and know that this isn't what everyone's right. like. Right. I like, just think I, it's it's completely unfair to like have something be the representation of an entire section of the country, a part of the world, an entire people. It's still my feelings about Monique and Real Housewives of Potomac, but we won't get back on that. <laughs> but just like this could just be a singular story and like what happens and it just happens to take place here, not like this is what Appalachia is about. You yeah, know, I just don't need that. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think the critics were a little dramatic mm. in, in their critiques. Okay. <laughs> um, Do you think either of them will get nominated for Oscars? Um, here's here's where Glenn's trouble lies okay. in the movie. The first half is very Amy heavy. Okay. The first half is also very. And and Amy like does what she needs to do. Like she, you know, it's just I don't think it is as well done as it could be. Like the problem Her performance or the movie in that point. The movie okay. in that point. Because her the problem with her character is like it's her character is kind of just like shown in a series of random outbursts mm. and they go from like zero to a hundred in like five seconds. And so, so the first half you're just like, whoa, 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 what's happening. Right. And then the second half is all about like Glenn's character. Mm. Um, and I think her scenes are very, very well done, like, like well-written and, and well-directed and everything. And so like way more successful. There's a funny scene where she like goes to the hospital um, cause she has, Oh God, I forget. She has like pneumonia and her grandson's like, mama, are you dying? And she's like, how the fuck am I supposed to know if I'm dying? <laughs> oh God. It's, it's really funny. Um, but so her, I think she could, I think it's a strong enough performance to get nominated. However, it's in the second half of a movie. And mm. I imagine a lot of Oscar voters will like turn it maybe off. turn it off yeah. before they get to it. So that's, so that's a little rough, but yeah, I, I think people are being a lot, a little dramatic in, okay. in the movie. I, I, there are way, way worse. I mean, those are my there. feelings about glitters. Like people just really shout on it, and it's not the best movie of all time, but it didn't deserve the vitriol it received. So maybe it's just the glitter of our time. Uh, uh, I, 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 I will agree with you there. Thank you. Hillbilly Elegy is slightly better than glitter. Oh come on! <laughs> I mean, no one's offended. By Glitter, and Jake is offended by this film. So. People were uh, like offended by Glitter. What was offensive about Glitter? People were like, how dare you do this to Mariah? <laughs> do what to Mariah? Nothing was done to her. <laughs> I, I love Glitter. Okay. <laughs> so that's that on that. 
Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm glad we get your review. Here's the thing is I shouldn't say Hillbilly Elegy is better than Glitter because Glitter definitely has more rewatch value. Yes. <laughs> okay. Just because it's Glitter. Yeah, it's and, like, fun. Justice for it. Yes. It's fun and everything. But like Hillbilly Elegy, like as you say, like it's heart is in the right place. Mm-hmm. It's a nice movie with, you know, a nice heartwarming thing about family and everything. I think I, I think the actors do it like a good job. And everything. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I I I think there's definitely an audience for this movie. And yeah. I I. And I enjoyed watching all it. Right. Like, you know, even the, the flaws it may have. Flaws and all. Yeah. Beyonce told us. Yeah. So. All right. So, Matt Steele, I have one more question for you. Okay. What has been giving you moments, darling? Well, I watched several movies in okay. our time in Big Bear because, as you know, we did not go outside. Well, I, did, <laughs> I didn't go outside. Yes. Um, and one movie that came out recently, it may have a baffling title. That makes no sense. I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> and it may have a main love interest that you aren't rooting for, but fuck, Happiest Season's adorable and funny. Happiest Season is fine. Happiest I just season. watched it. Okay, well, this is giving me my moment. Oh my God. Okay. So I'm so sorry that Matt Palmer's wrong about this. <laughs> I've never been wrong. Happiest Season was hilarious. I have no idea why it's called Happiest Season. <laughs> like, who came up with that? Might as well just call it Merry Christmas. Um, I think the Comedy was so spot on by everyone, especially fucking Mary Holland, who co-wrote the movie. Mm. And I'm just like, of course you did, because you are catering to your strengths as an actress so hard. And it totally works. Wait, which one's Mary Holland? The sister, Jane. Oh, I didn't know that sister. she co-wrote it. Okay. She co-wrote it. Yes. Oh. Um, Mary Steenburgen. Excellent. Excellent. Like so excellent. I feel like so often she is just, you know, oh, she'll play the mom. She'll play the mom. She'll play the mom. And here she is just given so much to do. Like her timing is so perfect. And you know, I love Mary Steenburgen, a a songwriter extraordinaire. And so I was so happy about that. I just, I think the comedy in it was just so well done that I feel like I don't see in movies as much mm-hmm. like done as well in in comedy movies as much nowadays because mm-hmm. what did you think of the lead couple Kristen Stewart and what's her face oh no one was rooting for her <laughs> no one was rooting for Harper the entire movie all of us Harper. gays were sitting on that couch and we were like fuck you Harper dump Leave, that dump girl her. dump her but then you know they get to, like of course everyone's rooting for Aubrey Plaza she looked at me just throw her in a blazer and you're like oh my god I am a lesbian <laughs> like, uh, like I have never felt more like a lesbian than watching how hot Aubrey Plaza of was course. in that movie. Um, so, of course, everyone was rooting for her to get together with Aubrey Plaza. But I but, mean, I okay, mean. but, but I, okay, even though we are all rooting against Aubrey, <laughs> I do love the segment where Daniel Levy like has the conversation and it's just like, look, she, tr- she treated you like shit here and everything. She's doing horrible things. She's making you like totally be fake around her family and everything. But just because she is having her own inner turmoil, that doesn't mean that she does not love you. Yes. It's so everyone has their own coming out story. Mine was a very wonderful story, not very dramatic in the slightest, but other people don't have, you know, the aren't lucky enough to right. have that. So, right. so I, I did like that whole segment with Daniel Levin and it kind of, made, kind of made me be like, okay, you can get back together with Harper, I guess. I you wasn't know. there. <laughs> oh, oh, I anticipated you absolutely just. I just was like, when would I have left this trip? Oh my like, God. As soon as I got there, like, oh, I don't know. You would have gotten out of the, the car. <laughs> the fact that she told her on the car ride there, like, I'm, this is what's happening. You're going to have to pretend to be in the closet. No. You would have been like, okay, we'll pull over. Yeah, call an Uber <laughs> I'm gonna for get me. An Uber. 
and Thank it's going to be you. fun. I, I just appreciated the movie because I thought the comedy was was very well done. Uh, y- yes, I I feel like Kristen Stewart has a ways to go as a comedic actress. I felt like she's oh, so so very flat. <laughs> I feel like, and I realize her character is like supposed to be the more level headed one, and you're rooting for her circumstantially, but like. She's giving you nothing. Like she's truly doing. I just, I, it's. It would just be so easy to just be a little charming in that role to me. And I felt her to be completely charmless. I felt the lead duo to be one completely unlikable and one completely charmless. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to watch either of you. Give me See? Dan Levy and Aubrey Plaza, and I'd watch. And that Mary play. Holland. And Mar- Mary Holland. Mary Steenburgen for sure. Oh my Steenburgen. I mean, unbelievable. What an icon. Iconic. Um, best supporting actress, 1980. Anyway, but, <laughs> oh uh, but I see. I found Kristen Stewart's casting in that role to be interesting because mm-hmm. she's so Kristen Stewart yes. like she's so like mm, like <laughs> like I, I found it so interesting that like the main protagonist was kind of like the like grungy one who's right. just like oh you know like like I, I feel like you rarely see that so I found it kind of a refreshing I, casting choice. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I kind of liked her. In the I, I mean, I like that it was a queer person playing a queer person, and uh, so and so she was very much believably queer, and mm-hmm. I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. Yes. See, I I, th- I thought it was interesting because it was like the uh, character who was like totally confident, and like and the the main protagonist was the low key one, mm. and the character who. Um, you're kind of like rooting against and does the wrong thing was kind of the perky charming yes, one, you know? Yes. So I, I, I found that dynamic kind of yes. interesting in terms of cast. They just didn't let us fall in love with Harper enough at the beginning. Cause like <laughs> when she starts being a horrible bitch, you're just like, Oh, dump her. But like, it was so much fun to root against her. <laughs> like, that's why I loved the watching I, the movie. Cause we were just like, boo. Fuck <laughs> and like the actress does a really nice job with it and everything. But yes. still, it's just, you just Mackenzie you, Davis, you, I believe her name is. I forget. I think it's Mackenzie Davis. But uh, you just love rooting against Harper. And that's, I feel like that's what makes the watch value of the movie more fun. <laughs> I, I mean, I, it wasn't bad. It certainly wasn't bad, but it, it wasn't like, I feel like I haven't found the sweet spot of like a Christmas um, gay film yet. But I have my eye, eye ears mm-hmm. pilled and maybe 12 Dates of Christmas will scratch that itch for me because it's all, I think it's starting to come out, the reality show that I was talking about like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's starting to come out on HBO Max now. I think they're releasing three episodes are already out. Three episodes are coming on Friday or Saturday and then the final two episodes are coming December 10th. I'll be watching them all on December 10th. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I need the binge moment. I just, I want a gay holiday moment that I can root for the people and I don't have to root against half of the couple <laughs> you know I don't mind not rooting for for the protagonist <laughs> I really I, I think it's always kind of fun I guess um so Matt Palmer what was your giving me oh, thank you so much for asking that was so kind um my giving you moments was another movie that I watched over the weekend I actually watched it last night I think you saw a bit of it it is a film on Amazon Prime entitled Uncle Frank oh it seems sad Ooh. <laughs> I was I heard it through the walls and I was like in the room oh. when you were watching the and I was just like, oh, I'm there. Okay. I need to go back into my room. I'm it sad. is uh, an Alan Ball film. It was written and directed by Alan Ball, who I believe also did Six Feet Under. Mm-hmm. And uh, it stars Paul Bettany as Uncle Frank. And uh, Judy Greer's in it and does an amazing job. And uh, Margot Martindale is also in it, does an amazing job. I uh, love Margot Mar- uh, Martindale. Oh, she's amazing. Uh, and so this is about um, a 
it's a southern family. It's like a big family movie. Uh, but Uncle Frank is, you know, gay and uh, moved to New York and is a New York uh, NYU professor. And uh, his niece, uh, Betty, who turns into Beth because she grows up mm-hmm. and uh, kind of is always like infatuated with him in a way of like, oh, I want to be like him when I get older. He's so nice and conscientious and like a smart person. I want to be like him and just never understood why her grandfather was always so cruel and mean to Uncle Frank. And so uh, eventually she goes to NYU. You um, and um, basically, he's a professor and like finds out that he is gay. She finds Beth finds out that he is gay, and then eventually, I don't think it's a spoiler because really, it's like the beginning of the movie. But the grandfather that I mentioned at the beginning dies, mm-hmm. and so Uncle Frank and Beth and Uncle Frank's partner Wally do basically like a road trip down back to West Virginia to uh, deal with uh, the the loss of his father and re in like and meeting all these people that didn't know he was gay. He does not plan to come out. He does not, you know, he's going home and basically saying, Wally, you have to stay at the motel. Mm -hmm. You can't meet any of my family. But me and Beth have to be here for this funeral. And, you know, chaos ensues. Mm -hmm. And there are flashbacks. It's (laughs) like the tough moments of this movie are very tough. Mm -hmm. And But the performances are excellent. I'm not a period piece person, but it was like, it was based in the 70s, I guess. But the relationship between Uncle Frank and Wally seemed very real. And as much as Frank would do shit that I would be like, also, I'd be like, oh, I would leave now. <laughs> you know, like, just yeah, Uncle that, Frank was the harbor he, of that relationship. He was, okay. but he was, but like, you could, you got more backstory as to like why he was so broken. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't know what Mackenzie Davis's <laughs> problem was. It's like, oh, I'm just too rich and my dad is, wants to be the mayor. It's well, like, not enough. Sometimes you're too rich and your dad wants to be the mayor. <laughs> not what enough. That's but, what happens, you know, to us white people. <laughs> I guess so, girl. I have known nothing about that. Uh, but Paul Bettany's performance is truly fantastic and the storytelling. I, even though it does swing into the melodramatic, like it feel, I told uh, Jackson after we finished, it felt like it felt like August Osage County, like it felt like it was a play first, even though it wasn't, just because like the swings are so big, it's like we're clearly ba- playing to the back of the house mm-hmm. in some of the like uh, moments, maybe not performance wise, but just like the drama of the storytelling gets so dark and then becomes so, I don't know. It just like, there's such high points and such low points emotionally that it feels like you're getting off a roller coaster once Mm -hmm. it's done. You're just like, Oh my God, my heart is broken, but also happy, but also broken. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I, but it, it was cathartic and well done. And I cared so much for all the characters and everyone had, you know, a point of view that felt specific and felt real. And I loved Beth's relationship with Frank and getting to know him better. And I loved Wally's relationship with Frank, even though I was like, Wally, get out of here. But he clearly cared so much about him and like is someone who, I don't know, it just was, it was a lovely film. And then like the family dynamic of like, it's the seventies, it's the South, you know, if this were to come out, some people would be supportive. Some people would not. It just felt very true and real and wasn't like trying to sugarcoat things, but still had, I don't know, it had joyful moments, even though it was like a dark movie, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely recommend it. If you do watch it, just get prepared to have an emotional, uh, what what did Mariah say hate you stood for? Having a typical emotional upset. (laughs) (laughs) So expect that. Expect to hate you. Iconic. Iconic. What a dumb acronym. (laughs) Like, I love Mariah, but like, no. I Um, love it. It's just ridiculous. But Uncle Frank. 
five stars. Okay, when yeah. did it even come out? Because I think it came out on last weekend or something. Like really? very recently. Okay. It hit Amazon Prime. Okay, yeah. we're getting all these new movies. Now. Yeah. No, I think it premiered at it premiered at Sundance uh, in January, and then it was released on November twenty fifth, twenty twenty, by Amazon okay. Studios. Well, what's so. what's gonna? I mean, this is Oscar season. All the Oscar movies are coming out. What's gonna win? Is it gonna be Uncle Frank? Is it gonna be Happy Season? Yeah. Is it gonna be Hillbilly? Elegy? Is it gonna be Sonic the Hedgehog? Or is it gonna be Sonic the Hedgehog? <laughs> Those guys? are the only options. Those are the only options. So. I mean. Vote below. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love saying vote below on the podcast. On the podcast where there's nowhere to vote or nowhere to write to anything. It's yeah. wonderful. It's kind of like when someone tweets like, comment your opinions on this and they like don't allow anyone to reply. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is cute. Um, so is there anything else you'd like to tell the people before we sign off for today? I do not think so. I don't think so either, but... So this was a joy. This was fun. I know. This I know. was nice. Was someone nice. is someone is sawing up below us in the apartment. I think above. it's sex. I think there are people having sex. I don't know. Can... It's not happening. I don't know if you guys. I, can hope, hear. I don't know if they can hear on the podcast. I hope not. But like, there's just like, uh, uh, it starts and stops. Sometimes it's really fast and then stops, <laughs> and sometimes it's I don't know. I I've been hearing it semi regularly, and it doesn't like keep me up. You know, I'm a good sleeper. Semi regularly for how long? Because this is the first time I've ever hearing it. I would say for the past month or so. Oh wow! So I don't know if people, new people have moved in. A couple has moved in, but I just I can't think of anything else that could be besides sex because I was like maybe they're doing like an exercise, but it would always happens generally at nighttime. To me, it sounds like a saw. It's not a saw. It's not a saw. Okay. No. Above in my room, I always hear like a, a cell phone like on a floor. Going, oh, going, I heard bzz, bzz. I heard that before, and it's that is much more maddening to me. Oh, you were you came. Uh, like into I, the living room one day and you're like, do you hear a buzzing? Do you hear a buzzing? <laughs> and I was like, I don't hear anything, but I imagine it's a cell phone on, like, like on the I, I apartment above us. Because I don't think it's my cell phone. And this, it's like, oh, okay, this is just people having their sailor fun or whatever. And it's like, we get that. A cell phone on the ground that I'm hearing through the ceiling. It's like, I will murder you. <laughs> like, you pick that cell phone up. All right. Or you'll think it's, I'll think it's mine. This is really aggressive. It's it's how I feel. Well, just know th- that it's not yours. I, Put your cell phone really close. That way you know, like, oh, no, that didn't come from really close. That came from up above. I don't accept it this. I, that, was a, that was a tough, much tougher time than the sex capades issue. I'm sorry so. you had to go through that. I go through a but lot. Look, some people have a harder life. Some people live in Appalachia. Okay. okay. Well, we're heading out. Sorry. I'd like to apologize to Jake <laughs> for Matt Steele's comment. <laughs> well, I mean, the author said that everyone from Appalachia like well, goes goes through the struggles that Amy Adams did in Hillbilly. I mean, and so. we gotta trust that. So, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We love you very much. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving, and we're so thankful for all of you listening. We'll be back next week with another Two Gay Mats podcast. Bye, guys. Bye. 